our lifeline lesson number 171. And the scripture is Galatians 5:22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The summer snippet number three is peace. Peace. We have to make sure and we have to be in possession of and operate in all of the fruit of the Spirit. We cannot misunderstand this scripture or twist this scripture on the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is given to us by our God, and the fruit of the Spirit is within us. In the bowl, we have the fruit of the Spirit. Two weeks ago, Pastor Smith began and taught love, and love is in the bowl. Last week, I spoke on joy, and that's in the bowl. This week, Lifeline Lesson 171 is the third fruit of the Spirit, and that's peace. And again, we as believers of God have and possess all the fruit of the Spirit, each and every one, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and self-control. Peace, not just having peace in the evening before you lay down and sleep, it is having the spirit of peace from the Lord at all times. Peace, the Greek word shalom, and also irene. Shalom for peace in the Old Testament and irene, peace in the New Testament, includes a broad vision on God's saving work through Jesus Christ. Peace is calmness. Peace is silence. Peace is restfulness tranquility, freedom from disturbance, stillness, quiet, and the opposite of noise. The first point I want to speak on is let nothing disturb our peace. Psalms 34 and 14 says, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Depart from evil and do good. David spoke this to his men of about simply directing the life away from evil and toward good. David practiced what he preached. When we look at 1 Samuel 25, it starts off when we read of a man named Nabal. Nabal's name means fool, F-O-O-L. Nabal was a wealthy, he was a very wealthy man with sheep and goats. He was surely, surely means bad-tempered, unfriendly, ill-natured, short-tempered, ungracious, grouchy. Nabal was evil, mean, and harsh in his dealings. His wife, Abigail, was an intelligent and beautiful woman. And in verse 4, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, long life to you. But also, he told them to say, um, long life to you and peace be to you, to your house, and peace be to all that you have. Now, I hear that it is sheep sharing time. When the shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them, and the whole time, they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants, and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men. 
says, we come at festive time. Please give your servants and your son, David, whatever you can find for them. So when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. They waited. Nabal answered David's servants, who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread, my water, and the meat I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men coming from who knows where? Nabal refused to pay and pretend not to know David of their agreement. David's men turned around and went back. And when they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped his on as well. About 400 men went up with David and 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the young men went and told Abigail, Nabal's wife, what had happened. How Nabal had scorned and yelled at David's men. Abigail knew he had to do something. He had the good sense, even though her husband acted like he didn't have any sense. Abigail sent 200 loaves of bread, two jugs of wine, five sheep prepared, five measures of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of figs, and put them on a donkey, on a couple of donkeys. She told her young men, go ahead of me. I'm coming after you. She did not tell Nabal her husband. And in verse 21 of 1 Samuel 25, David had just said, it's been useless all watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. Abigail at that time met up with David and his men. She took blame on herself, offers highly rewarding gifts and asks for forgiveness of David. What Abigail did not want was the needless shedding of blood at this time, and it wouldn't be in David's best interest either. A war was not needed, but peace was transacted right there. Abigail was determined nothing was going to disturb the peace in the land. Abigail went home to tell her husband of all that had happened. Abigail went to Nabal. He was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing until daybreak. Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all the things that happened, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. In other words, Nabal had a stroke and was paralyzed like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. Peace was made, not war. But by doing good to others, and good is returned. David had done good to Nabal's men, and Abigail did good to David and his men, and no war was done. When we pursue peace, peace is made. First Peter 3, verse 9 says, Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. There are some things and some people we have to let go to have peace. We are not to let any person, any place, or anything bother, upset, or mess with our peace. When we are confronted with something, someone, or some place that bothers our peace, we have to confront it or them in the fruit of the spirit way. We speak in the fruit of the spirit of love. Example is saying, no, I don't agree, or no, 
I'm not going to engage in this subject. Let us agree to disagree or let me talk to you later. In saying this with a speech tone of patience, along with keeping our self-control, because not talking with the fruit of the spirit of kindness, goodness, gentleness in our speech, we could lose our self-control and the conversation could go into another direction. Today, today, people are on edge. They jump to wrong conclusions or they are raising their voice for no reason. We could get into a heated argument for or just take a case in a split second because of how our speech was stated. As believers of the word of God, our day should always begin with the spirit of peace, leaving our home of peace, continuing the rest of the day in peace, and as we lay our head down for sleep in peace. Second point, peace when there is conflict. And all we do, we must seek peace in our everyday and every way of living. Even when the other person, I'm speaking of those who just want to intentionally disturb our peace. This is our test to know when peace is in us. Luke 6, 27 and 28 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. We can tighten our lip or bite our lip if we must, look them in the face and say nothing. This is our peace. Let our peace, that quietness from the Lord, demonstrate we cannot, we will not speak and know they have no control over us to make us say a word. This is the peace of the Lord within us, and we have to display it at all times. Remember, we are talking about someone who is really trying to disturb our peace. We don't have to say a mumbling word. We don't have to clap back, and those who don't know what clap back means, meaning if they say something, we got to say something. If they shout louder, we got to shout louder. If, we, if they throw something, we throw something. It's like getting back, getting back, getting back at each other. We are in a peace mode, believers. Remember, this is someone who wants to intentionally disturb our peace. We will be still, and we will look at that person, not say anything, and we walk away. Just as David, just as David's men walked away when Nabal in First Samuel 25 and 12 sworn, this is we talking mean to David's men, they walked away. That's peace beyond understanding. We can come back later, if need be, and talk something over with them. Or when they had time to rethink to themselves the quietness, the silence, the no words spoken by us, they may readdress to themselves or talk to themselves about how they spoke and we didn't say anything. Remember, we are in the spirit of peace. We are rooted and grounded in the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit is in believers always, and we will continuously grow in the word of the Lord by doing in the, uh, the word of the Lord. And that's all it is, knowing the word of the Lord and doing the word of the Lord. The last point I want to say is let the peace of Christ Jesus rule in our hearts and minds. In times like these, even in the midst of our storms, problems, and conflicts, 
God is speaking to us. We have to pray and listen to hear God. God's peace is working within us. Calm ourselves. Listen. Wait. And stay in peace mode to hear God. And as we go through, the peace of God is with us. Matthew 5 and verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. The Lord tells us as we go through tough times in John 14 and 27, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. When we are confronted with the person, the place, or thing that gave us words of hurt, the ridicule and abuse, that common peace our Lord gives us will let us look at that person, that place, that thing, pray for them, and pray for the situation because we know who we are. We are a child of God. And Philippians 4 and 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. We have to put into practice the word of God. Put God's word into practice. Trust in the Lord at all times. And trust the Lord with all your heart. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I close with this. Speak to someone. Say something good to the person. Smile at them. If they don't smile or say something back, it's all right. It's okay. Keep smiling and move on. Oh, to be kept by Jesus Christ. The peace of the Lord is upon us, and the fruit of the Spirit is within us. Operate in it. Psalms 4 and 8, in peace I lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell on safety. Hallelujah. I want to take time to bless you, Pastor Smith, and the Lifeline team for the opportunity and the precious privilege to teach life lessons 170 joy and 171 peace. Stay in peace mode. Peace is now in the bowl. Amen.